Hello and welcome to the Thursday show on Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy. I'm joined this evening by Adam Camilleri. Evening, everybody. Welcome to the Friday show. And Alan Pajama Pants, how are you doing this evening? What's up, Paul? I'm doing good. How are you? We are your weekly tournament hype show. This Thursday, we're going to be talking about two big tournaments coming uh, from all over the world. We got the WG Open, the Summer Slaughter, and then a grand tournament, a Gateway Open. That's in Illinois. You might know about that. We're going to tell you about it. Yeah, that was actually a major, Paul. I don't know if you... Then uh, there's one other. The GT is the one, um, the last of summer, Winehammer. I don't know what's called Winehammer, but that one's in lovely UK as well. So we've got two UK events to cover this week. That'd be sweet. We know there's some uh, great players over there. They got some interesting lists. They all, we used to hear that the, uh, that the European meta was six months ahead of the, the North American meta. I think everyone's meta is just their own meta and it's all a mess. <laughs> I would agree. I think it's called the wine meta because when the UK people lose a game, they whine a lot on wine about oh, it. Oh, that is not true. That I is... actually, when I was looking at the notes, and I was I like, is it, is it spelled with a H or with an I? Is it, is it WH or WI? Oh, <laughs> I thought, I, oh, which one is it? I didn't know. It, it's it's why. It's the beverage. It's the drink. Oh, it's the beverage. Okay. All right. They should oh. call it the pint, the pint meta then. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> There you go. Hey, thanks for joining us in chat. Uh, folks are already kicking off with some comments. Nice to see some some wah action uh, and, and folks joining us every week. Thank you very much. Uh, keep those comments coming. If you're playing in these events and you happen to be watching, let us know what you're taking. If we don't cover it, we've got some interesting lists. When I say interesting lists, I think we might have some meta busters. We might have uh, some folks just trying to take their shot. This is going to be a, a cool list of stuff to run down. Yeah, there's some interesting. It's interesting to see this evolving meta unpack. It's actually kind of weird. It's a weird time right now because we have this kind of orc threat looming for the meta, but it hasn't been injected in full force. Like some events have orcs, some events don't, and now we're having the same thing with grey knights and t suns. Some have them, some don't, and so we're kind of we're kind of in a holding pattern, I guess. I think I don't think any of us. I, I will hit it over well, to PJ. I don't, I don't think. I don't see we're going to think we're going to see the Grey Knights and the Thousand Suns uh, coming up this week. Next week, though, because I mean, I fully believe that people are going to be able to take their Grey Knights and put them directly on the table and start making an impact. Thousand Suns, I'm not sure about. I don't know. I'm kind of looking to see uh, what these uh, longtime Thousand Suns players come up with in the coming weeks. Yeah, because as, as far as I'm concerned, most T Suns players have one unit of like five rub uh, of like uh, twenty rubrics and one unit of Scarabacol Terminators. And I'm not sure that's the list i'm not sure that's the battalion you're going to need to feel to make the stuff go to make it work but we got a chaos guy with us so why don't we ask him what he thinks i i think you're going to see a lot of mortal wounds right that's that's probably yeah, what i think i think you're going to see a lot of casters like more casters than you've ever seen they got more trees and more powers than i've ever seen i, I got to read the book again just to figure out what's going on and to be honest with those they can they can bump it up they can use some of those cabal points to like really yeah. punch some stuff through and i think i actually think that's if i now we can't get i don't want to get too speculative on this we got to talk about what is and what people are actually taking over the weekend but i think that the the secret sauce is going to be kind of putting stuff in your list to pump up those cabal points so you get those you get those super spites off a lot that yeah. people are going to be like oh my goodness you just deleted my unit with your aspiring mm -hmm. sorcerer or whatever which is going to really come out of left field for a lot of people you're right there's going to be we're going to get to like a natural break point of the amount of cabal points people think they need to get a decent or above average um psychic phase i'm th i'm predicting it's around somewhere around the 16 mark somewhere probably between 14 to 16 uh some of the lists i've been writing with mates are hitting like the 20 the 18 20 22 mark i think those are on the more of the extreme or like the fully fleshed out ones but somewhere around that 14 to 16 i think is pretty plum for a lot of it but we, we want to jump into our first event gents uh, let's do it which one are we starting about first 
Uh, WG Open, Summer Slaughter, 77-player major from London, England. Um, event does not have live lists, guys, so we're just going to be talking the faction numbers and the players in attendance. Um, and to jump down those quick and dirty stats, we've got three Admech players, seven Drakari, two Sisters, three Orcs, zero J Grey Knights, leads me to believe they're not available there, but three T-Suns, uh, seven Hive Mines, six Nids, one GSC, four Custodes, three Necrons, which is kind of the least amount of Necrons we've seen for quite a seven while. Seven Death Guard! Sorry, I jumped again. Yeah. <laughs> two Chaos Space Reads, two Demons, seven Death Guard, one Imp one uh, Guard, actual Guard, Ash Militarum, zero Knights, 14 total Marines, pretty homogenous spread on the Marines, three DA, three BA being the two standouts. Seeing the seven Drakari, you know, I think we're going to continue to see that they're they're a list with a lots of options, can be different places, is consistently doing well in these tournaments. What do you they're think? All, they're also the easy spin up army too, right? So they're still the they're still like the army that was. I don't know. To they, they've got a lot going. of units. Yeah, but everybody also, had a lot of units back in the day. Anybody uh, who enough. played Dark Eldar in third and fourth, mm. they had a million raiders with a million yep. dark lances Correct. and a million Correct. witches and. A, they probably had like a lot of the stuff you need now. Even Incubi were popular back mm. then. They probably still have a Vect model that they wish they could play with, and they can't. Um, but, but it was <laughs> quicker in, to get that army Ravager. up and running. Yeah, it's much quicker to get that army up and running versus uh, Mechanicum. Mechanicum was more tough sure. to get up and running. Mm. I think Grey Knights and Thousand Suns will follow very similar to Dark Eldar, where you'll see them impact the meta a lot quicker than we saw Mechanicum, just because the hobby lag won't be as much. I think Grey Knight players will have a lot of that stuff. And I think Thousand Suns players will have a lot of that stuff as well. Mm. Um, but like Orcs, Orcs is very different. Like all the Orc players have 280 boys pro painted and nobody's coming with that. You need a whole different thing now, right? So so I think you're going to see a little bit of hobby lag in some of like the Mechanicum and, and Orc things. But as far as Thousand Suns, Grey Knights, and you're still going to keep seeing Dark Eldar because they're fun. Mm. They're fun. They play ninth very well. And and they're still competitive. They're still top, top tier, S tier. Well, well, dude, I'm going to expand upon that because from everything I see from Ninth Edition so far, every book that I've seen come out, I think Drakari. When we look back on Ninth Edition, Drakari is going to be that evergreen faction that we look back upon that was good for the entire edition. The way they play the game and the units that they take are just things that just can't be bad at getting you points and and maintaining potency um, throughout like a whole all five turns. They're just it's, a good faction. I think especially as people start to adapt, adapt new terrain, new terrain starts to become the standard on the table. Uh, those things mm -hmm. that can really ignore it. I mean, functionally ignore it, jump over it, do the things that they're supposed to do that are very built into the faction itself are, are going to be incredibly powerful. And I think you're right. That's a, that's a great way of putting it evergreen. Uh, we did uh, RPG Luminary in the chat shouting and saying, represent that hive mind. What do you, I mean... That's a that's a large concentration of hive mind players. Well, what do they know that we haven't figured out? Well, I, I was about to say, do we? I wanted to know what the what the event, what the terrain layouts were, what format for terrain they're looking at, because I see things like you know multiple hive mind builds, so six six nids, essentially only behind Death Guard and Drakari for the most represented faction. That's insane to me. I haven't seen that since. Kraken Steelers in 8th edition, we haven't seen them in that numbers. And the, on the on the other side of that coin, zero knights. That makes me think we might be playing in, with WTC terrain, we might be playing with more uh, extreme density terrain than otherwise noted, because all the MSU armies seem to be taking more prevalence. Knights struggle though. Knights are struggling right now because I, I, I really don't think that that uh, they can hang out on the table long enough because of the lethality that Admech and Sisters and Drakari can bring. So maybe that's... I mean... I think it'd be unlikely to think that one of those night players are one shifting to the gene stealer cults and the Tyranids or whatever, but uh, is, is maybe that's also the gene stealers and, and the Tyranids are uh, 
causing them to stay off the table because Whoa. of just a sheer like are we gonna gaunt carpet is it gene stealer carpet mm. what, what are we seeing uh that's pushing well, these knights off the table when so the, the, the better the terrain the, be, the better all the tuner stuff gets hive guard man hive guard is still one of the best backline you know sit on an objective and pick up two or three units a turn units in the game they're still one of the premium things take them as chronos give them the exploding sixes from the the psychic power and they'll just do their job for you they're still one of the best in the game for that and the density of terrain really activates a lot of their things especially when you can guard them with things like a dimacaron like you can keep a dimacaron at the back of the board to guard them until turn three turn four then shoot that guy out but um yeah i think density is a huge thing for tuners they're one of those armies that really can't function without terrain they have no chance without terrain is there a, is there a function or a reason to think that maybe tyrannids could come back into it because they have kind of a propensity for psychers as well maybe they can add in some some kind of yep. stealth denies on on kind of pickup units uh well, when we see these gray knights and thousand suns that that same hive hive uh whatever i just said uh chronos they have one of the best deny options in the game their stratagem to deny psychic powers is one of the best Yes, yeah, and shadows on the warp on top, which can counteract the plus to the plus to cast from T Suns and etc. So absolutely, they have a good, they have a lot of good psychic interplay they can pull. Um, demons for the same reason. There's a there's a cabal that lets makes them take D, or another D three mortal wounds. Um, and of course you can't do that when you're coupled with demons. But demons have like the, the the perils causing you know double down on the perils. I find demons will be a, a beautiful counterplay to things like grey knights, things like uh, T Suns, just for that reason. I think we're looking into it a lot, but I bet you it's just six players all trying to fight for that one spot in the WTC team for mids. You know, it's like, yeah, which one is the player. best mid player? We're picking that yeah. guy. Uh, well, as to the best players, perfect segue. Uh, Matt Reid is the top player in attendance. Um, the 16th ranked player in the UK is bringing Death Watch. Don't know what his list is. But we also have Manny going to this event uh, taking Orc. So uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens well, there. It's been let, fun let, to follow the little Manny, Manny journey for the last three months. Let's talk about Orcs for a second because uh, it, there were some you know, tournaments over the past weekend that did not allow the, uh, the new Orc Codex, and it's not in everyone's hands. But a lot of people are saying, oh, man, when I can just get the new Orcs on the table, I'm going to really upset these Drakari, these, yeah. these Adeptosaurotas, uh, and whatever. Like, what? Let, hot take on it right now. Do the Orcs have what it takes to unseat these uh, top contenders at the moment? Alan, what do you say? Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely think Orcs have all the tools required to uh, to basically beat any of the top lists. I think Mechanicum's probably their toughest their toughest matchup right yeah. now, um, just given the, the fact that what Mechanicum does well is what the Orcs are weak against, especially going second, mm -hmm. potentially, on a light board. I mean, without really knowing the terrain and without really knowing exactly what the lists are, it's kind of hard for me to say. But yes, in theory, the Orc toolbox is very, very strong. I'd consider them at the bottom of the S tier right now. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure why people would go to Orcs, but maybe there's you know still an unfamiliarity with them. So maybe your opponent won't really know what you're trying to do as much either right now compared to some of the other things that some of the top players have been playing. So that could be another really good advantage if your opponent gets surprised. They are real approach. fast, and they do hit hard. And I think some of those uh, those war bosses can in, go in there and do a lot of damage. They're very good against either you know high model count armies or high wound density armies. I mean, I, I, Adam, what do you think? Um, I think if you're playing in a meta where toughness five is a decent breakpoint, orcs are never going to be bad. Orcs will never be bad if you can spam. They're one of the best spamming toughness five armies in the game, and if you can you can leverage that point, they are just a they will, they will actually be a equal or better version of sisters for you in that meta. 
because this has leveraged the, the the three plus armor, but that's becoming less and less as more armies um, get more access to more rend. Um, whereas the toughness five can't really access can't unless you, unless you death guard you can't negative the toughness. It's just it is what it is. You just got to go through it. And so I think if if Sin that's sisters are definitely higher right, right, tier than yeah. orcs though. <laughs> oh, like, I put I put orcs on on par with sisters. I think they're equal. Uh, you're smoking uh, crack. Sisters I put are, I put Drakari well, one step above them and I'd make one step. Above you're out of Drakari. your mind. Sisters, in fact, actually <laughs> sisters in the hands of like really good players. Sisters are probably higher of an advantage than Mechanicum is right now. I feel like almost anybody That's can play Mechanicum crap. at a high level. And That's sisters, second. Good, good players with sisters could potentially be better than a decent player or high player playing Mechanicum. Sisters are unless the they make list building player. mistakes, they, they could fail. Right. I well, think we're assuming they're they not doing that. Yeah, we're assuming that they're not doing that. Both so sides. Assuming both it, sides don't make list building mistakes. Well, in that, in that argument, Okay, in that argument, this is this is what I'll say. If so, Drakari, so uh, Admech have so much more linear power than than anybody else in the game. I don't think there's any argument about that. But what you're saying about the jank level, the jank factor that uh, sisters are, is absolutely legit. I I, I got to back. I'll back you on that one, man. Yeah. The the fact is, you can make so many more nuanced or or insane plays that no one can account for. And, and due, due to Miracle Dice and the level of jank that they yeah. have in their codex, yeah. I think yeah. sisters, go, sisters, sisters runs deeper than any other codex, but their linear much power deeper. is nowhere near Admech. Yeah. Yeah. What much I mean by list, list yeah. building mistakes is that this, the Adeptus Oratos, they, they can tech in, in a certain way and they, it put, totally puts them out of position uh, for maybe some of these kind of uh, obscure threats like like Tyranids or, you know... Uh, it, uh, it's like, tough, though. It's tough. Any, any codex out of the top tier, I would say anything other than maybe... Mechanicum and Dark Eldar and maybe orcs in that in that conversation. Sisters just have so much. They just have so many bags of tricks. They're so deep. The Miracle Dice are just essentially extra CP. Yeah. Like, well, but like yeah, ones you can good control. Point, good so. point. Exactly Very good. Right. Um, we want to jump down to our next event, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, well, one second. We're talking about uh, the top tier and uh and Wolf Priest Carl says space wolves are going to creep back in. You just you just keep watching. Uh, and then, and Nicholas says, doesn't want to face a war boss on a Squigasaur. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think this, that war boss is going to be in basically every list that you see, uh, because it just, it goes out there, basically acts like well, an assassin. It, it's, it's funny. Yeah. They're kind of the, we've been talking about hero hammer a little bit for ninth edition, the Drakari being the one that kind of brought it to the fore, um, where they've got, you know, three sucker, a couple of archons, you know, Drazar, who, who the hell knows that just go in and they're like a missile. They go in and they, they kill something, they trade up and then they die. Orc war bosses are, are changing the metrics on that. They go in and then you can shoot a whole army of them and they don't die if you're positioned appropriately. You know, I've had guys dunk three units of retributors with cherubs into a war boss and only just kill him and then lose the game oh because my. you've overinvested in trying to remove oh. that dude. And they're, they're really flipping the script on that hero hammer interaction that we're used to, where it's just like, oh yeah, here's your blood angels, smash chapter and goes in, kills a knight, explodes, cool, won the trade. Hey man, I don't have to trade. This guy is so innately resilient. I just go in, kill you. Ha ha ha, you wasted your whole turn trying to kill me. And guess what? What? didn't die sucks to be you brother um they're really flipping the script there and i think that's what they bring that's very unique at the moment before we go to the next tournament knowing that uh 16th player in the uk is taking death watch knowing that you know a good player is, is taken uh our capable player is taken orcs uh what's your pick for faction winning this thing i'm picking orcs i'll pick dark elder nice fair enough yep. I'm going to stick right there in line and uh, go with Admech. Uh, I thought you were going to be a boss and go Nids or something crazy. You'd be like, ah! No, I think, I think, uh, I think Alan hit it, is that the, the Nids have a, have a secondary objective at this event. 
uh, and I don't see them taking and like, really, but I'm optimistic. I really want to, I want to know how it played out with the terrain. I want to know how it played out with mm. their list composition. And I want to know how they tried to maybe control the, the tables. I mean, sec- secondary and primary and terrain uh, object, you know, objectives in the terrain have such a huge factor in mm. the outcome of the game and NIDs have what it takes as long as they can, I hate to say this, but avoid some of the interaction on the table. And if you've got some savvy generals, maybe they got what it takes. Maybe, man. Um, want to tell us about this next event? Uh, so the Gateway Open, 70-player major in Collinsville, Illinois. Uh, I, I'll run down. I, I'm with, I'll take the running down of the uh, factions Do this time. We got five Admech, eight Drukari. Again, look at that. That's exactly the, almost like the ratio that we, we've seen in mm. several events. That seems to be that either you know people with hobby, uh, people with uh, wanting that that power, people wanting that finesse. Uh, one orcs list, four sisters, zero gray knights, one thousand sons. Leaves me believe they're they're not letting that codex in. Mm. Two hive mind, three custodes, four necrons. Five chaos, three demons. Uh, looks like uh, two of uh, two with the mix of those. Six death guard, two astro militarum, one knights, and then seventeen marines split up between four dark angels, two space wolves. So there's a chance wolf priest curl, uh, <laughs> two white scars, two blood angels, two ultra marines, and one black templar. I bet they're getting their list ready for the go. Um, looks like our top. Uh, ITC player in attendance, Mark H, 17th ranked, is playing Demons, and we have their list to look at. Yeah, but just talking about those stats really quickly, that is pretty much par for the course, isn't it? That's what we've been seeing for the last, like, probably month or two, probably the last five or six episodes of this. Admech are about five forward, somewhere between, like, four and eight lists, and then Drakari is, like, 40% more than than uh everybody else then sorry 40 percent more than admech and then orcs are, orcs are yet to be seen we've yet to see like a consecutive event or a, a full weekend's worth of events that have orcs available so they're still sitting on a back burner but then sisters yeah sisters always sit like either equal with admech or a couple below and it's interesting that we're seeing that kind of balance that ratio it's top. weird yeah, it's weird it's I, it, the the yes yeah, sorry the uh, the parody in those things has been uh, pretty interesting gary man great to see you in chat uh said he's going to be a gateway uh, that that is pretty cool. I want to see what you think about. It. See see if we call it right. Let us know if we call it right after the <laughs> after the event. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Artemis, Steve, got- thanks for the, thanks for the compliment. I really appreciate you tuning in and the comment in chat. Well, we got this. Uh, we got this Mark Aish list coming up. He's uh, ranked, I think, it's 16th in the world in the ITC at the moment. So he's he's doing uh, so 17th. He's doing some very good works. He's been playing. He's pretty much a, a mono mono. Um, Chaos player doesn't doesn't move outside that super faction. And I think you saw you called one of his games on stream. I think he played against John Lennon at the Orlando Open last weekend, Paul. Uh, could be. What's your running? What's your running today? All right, he's got a patrol. Starts off with a Zinch. Um, he got he's got Bellacor. Uh, sorry, this is firstly foremost. I think you're gonna like this list, PJ. He's got Bellacor. He's got a Lord of Change. He's the unkillable Lord of Change. He's got a, you know have ten pink uh, uh, brimstone. Sorry. Two units of flamers, one being a six-man, one being a three-man, one unit of furies. Then he's got another patrol. This one is Chaos Undivided. Contorted Epitome, Keeper of Secrets, 10 Demonettes. Then last patrol. This one is Slanesh as well. Another Keeper of Secrets, another Keeper of Secrets, 10 more Demonettes. So that's we three absolutely keepers. did uh, call uh, call this game. Yeah. So this list is, one, is painted beautiful. There's there's lots of great, great things going on in there. So I like to see that uh, that example of the hobby. And there's some hidden power in here. And Nurgle Matt saying, uh, insert that demon hype. This is full-on demons on demons. Mm on demons the cat is the is the i have terror warp made manifest i i'm a fan of this list i think this is as good as it gets for demon players right now uh i'm not sure if that their msu is strong enough to contend so why not pivot into the skew hit the mirror match and uh see how you go from there 
PJ, what's your hot takes? Yeah, I would agree with you on your statement of this is probably the the best way to approach demons right now. Unfortunately, I think we've reviewed lists like this in the past, and it's it's a fun list. It's like really fun. Like I love mm. playing with giant monsters. Like who doesn't? Um, you know, and I'm sure it's probably a really, really good list in Age of Sigmar. Um, but in 40k, it has a lot of problems with Admech. It has problems with Oryx now. It has problems with Dark Eldar. Mm. I, you know, it has problems where, with sisters, to be honest. Where we saw it stumble was basically just kind of running out of gas. It has to get a lot of its work done against, and, and it seems to be almost like first turn dependent. And that's important. And, and I know that a lot of people out there probably think, well, every army's first turn dependent. Well, a lot of armies are not first turn dependent anymore. Uh, and the way the secondary mm. shake out and the way, you know, the, the pace of the game and with, and with player two being able to score at the end of their turn for their primaries and, and, and stuff like that, it's it's it really changes the dynamic so not every army is first turn dependent. I think this turn is, but, but with just a slight bit of luck, this army can be in the driver's seat of games. And that's kind of what we saw play. I actually got the benefit of watching this game, this player play twice. Uh, and, in the, and they were able to get in the driver's seat in one of their games and it took work. It wasn't, it w- wasn't easy mode, but they were able to come out on top and maybe they have that same success this time, five times well, in a row. It's almost like you can't make a misstep. You can't let any of your pieces just get traded out for free. Everything needs to go in and and get you value. And I do. So what the the only pieces here that I see that you know are off the beaten path. Yeah, there's the inclusion of Bellacore, which I think gives you another resilient unit against shooting, especially if you roll the right things on your exalted traits for your um your your Slanesh units. You can all be pretty resilient to shooting, like minus one, four plus invulnerable save stuff. Um, so then you've got this homogenous kind of it's it, you know your shooting doesn't get any value anywhere. But what I like is the inclusion of the Flamers. I think the Flamers are really important. Um, here because otherwise you know five skatari rangers just ruin your whole plan because they just get in the way of two keepers and you've lost the game so without the flamers i think you really need those the, the, those activators to get through those early game uh, like nuance roadblocks does this list have any reserve points to bring in different things or something like that uh to audible to some things uh it doesn't look like it does no 952 plus 510 plus 530 no not really. Maybe there's a 40 points in there for a fiend. I don't think so with a contorted epitome. I'm not doing the math in my head right now, but that's like 1,040 plus 950. No, there's there's like eight points in this list. Math on air. So the, eight so points the is not going to get you much. Yeah, no. The only thing <laughs> in here that I I struggle with um, is I think it's the, the contorted epitome. For 210 points. It's so much I fun th- though. Like when it, when it, it's phenomenal. When it's it phenomenal. clicks. Like when, when it you, clicks, you just oh. have a smile on your face. Like, don't get me wrong. The list is a, it's a five in one list, four and two list if played mm-hmm. very well. And I mean, I, maybe very well is probably an overstretch if played well, mm-hmm. if played very well, maybe it's, it's consistently a five and one and you're just losing that game before the final or probably the final. If you get really lucky on your draws, maybe mm-hmm. I just feel like once you get, once you come across an equal caliber player who's also playing S tier right now. That's where the list starts to, to fall apart. And the way it falls Agreed. apart is exactly what you said. It's This list gets screened. This list mm-hmm. gets beat on beat on primary. This list can do secondaries. Fine. It's got all the secondaries in the bag. It doesn't have a problem with those. It's just not on the table after turn three. Or it just doesn't matter anymore because I've screened yeah. you enough so that yeah. I don't care. That's, you know, like that's, that's, it. You that's start, what happens. Yeah. Savvy players start to kind of wall off certain bo- areas of the board for you. Yeah. You don't have enough to get through there. There is, if I be- if I remember right, there's an interaction with a contorted epitome and Bellacor, since he has all the marks to be able to let him advance and charge and mm. really get across the table. Uh, and we, we well, saw... 
Yeah. He's amazing. He's a, he's yeah. so good. Um, yeah. The only reason, so the reason I pointed out the contorted epitome is exactly the reason that um, PJ said it's not a piece that helps you win the hard matchups. It, it lets you, it just takes all the pressure off in the easy matchups and like, oh, cool, you got 30 termagants. Ha! Four greater demons are going to pin off this unit of 30 termagants and then just go straight into your back line next turn and kill you and the game's over. Um, uh, like, you know, five battle sisters, the, the gem doesn't do anything. So the epitome doesn't do anything because the keeper just kills all five battle sisters. Um, same, same can be said for the, or, you know, five five commandos you know uh, who cares they're all just gonna die the gem doesn't the the mirror doesn't get to do anything so i feel like i don't know if i was gonna find points there i feel like that'd be where because i feel like i feel like the epitomies will win more um in, in this current msu matter uh tax says it's the exact type of list they are building this uh this big stompy monster match list can be fun one it looks amazing on your shelf it looks great on a display board sometimes they're travel friendly there's a lot going on going for a list like this but you do you absolutely have to play flawless like your your first couple of mm. turns you you don't necessarily have to get lucky but you got to play as tight as possible and and so you know if, or, I, was, if I was doing it i would go full i would go full tilt like i've said in the past like if I was going to have fun with a full monster mash and just go with like really well painted, all big characters, cool mm. theme, cool display board, try to win, you know, theme or painting or something like that, or maybe best overall, if I was like really, really lucky in draws, I would take all four of the greater demons and Bellicor in one hour. Bloodthirster. Just sick. play. Just, no, it's... one Bloodthirster, one Lord of Change, one Great Unclean One, you know, so on and so forth. And, uh, and Bellicor, and you're just like, all right, let's play. You know, like that, that would be cool. That'd be it really would be cool. cool. It would be cool. And if they're all the forge wield ones, uh, you wouldn't be able to fit them on a table, though. They're too big. <laughs> so we've got yeah, another uh, interesting list to talk about, I think, from the uh, same event. Uh, uh, see, I I trawled through the, the dungeons of this event. I trawled through you know, the back alleys, and I found a list of champions. This man, he's never heard of the, the, of the year 20, 2010. He's living in 2009, just like his list. And his list is chat as hell. I love it. This, this man's name is Kurt Karen. He's playing Imperial Fist, which tells you everything you need to know already. But he's got a single battalion. Uh, he's got a captain. Um, he's got a lieutenant. He's got one, two, Just regular three. old captains, right? Like firstborn uh, captains. No, no, he's yeah. got a teeth of terror. He's got a teeth of terror captain. Yeah. Imperial well, I mean, I mean, firstborn, like regular, not primaris. Yeah. Oh, not, he no, bought, no, not, not primaris. He, he, bought, he bought him a plasma pistol. His captain has a freaking plasma because pistol. Because every champion has a plasma pistol. What a like, lad. If, yeah, he is. You right, got, that's right. Like uh, yes, every tactical genius, we every hero ones and remove the whole model. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get, sorry, it gets better, guys. So he's got he's got four units of tactical marines. Now, the, some people be like, oh yeah, he's probably min maximum. They're they're like they're nine mans. They're nine man tactical marine units. He's, each one has a heavy bolter in it. it it's, it's just just to put it in perspective for you. He's got he's got four of those. Four, uh, sorry, uh, a last cannon, plasma gun, uh, heavy bolter, plasma gun, power fist, heavy bolter, and power fist, heavy bolter on his four squads. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I love you. There's got a unit of um, five relic terminators uh, with your yeah, power fist. There are actual nine. Is that is that so they can put a character I, to go in a pod or so? Well, I, I'll let you get yeah, through the yeah. list. But I was like, it's, where's there's no combat got, squad? Okay. Oh, sorry, no. Well, there's two. There's two ten mans and there's two nine mans. Uh, okay. the, the ten so mans have the plasma gun, heavy bolter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got two rhinos. Um, but then he's got to do the devs, all with heavy, all with heavy bolters. Yes, uh, a land raider, uh, godhammer pattern land raider, the OG. Uh, and then he has a predator Most destructor. Tank. Predator destructor, auto cannon, heavy bolter predator, and two rhinos for his two nine mans. I was looking at this. I'm like, Kirk, you're my man. You're my hero. I want you to go. You know, one and four, and have the time of your life. Because I, I know it realistic. sounds like that we're being like jovial about this list, but I don't hate it. I, I, I mean, 
He's 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 basically Adam. He's, Adam, he's falling Adam's, in your Adam philosophy. Literally, Adam literally thinks this guy's a legend. Like, I do. I do. Like, if do. Kirk when, was selling a T-shirt right now, Adam would buy I, it. <laughs> I, if I could have Kirk, Kirk Cam written on my chest right now, I would do. I, I'd take my shirt off, and just be like, Kirk, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. Um, but what I love about this is this was the list I used to see when I first started playing the game in fourth edition. This was what I used to see, and this used to be a a boss list back then. One land raider, one pred, a bunch of tacticals. Played played every phase of the game. This list reminds me of Ben Moly and his salamanders. Yeah, that was a strong list back then. That was totally played. You just played like rhinos and tactical marines and a land yeah. raider and an occasional and dreadnought. I've had a dreadnought. Yeah, hey, by the way, I won first place. What's up? Yeah, and they played like a savant and they kicked your ass, and it was awesome. It was good. Too bad so those I, days I, are gone now because 40k is so simplistic. We want everyone to have fun. <laughs> Look, with, with the rhinos, we saw rhinos get played to an absolute wonderful effect this this past weekend in Orlando. And you know, rhinos and being able to put quality things in there and be able to effectively trade with your opponent. This list has a lot of tools that could could win a lot of games. I I don't know if it has the power or the density of models to 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 maybe win game six, game five against. Mm. Uh, or game you know, one. sisters or Charhi <laughs> list. Legit. <laughs> the if this guy there. If this guy goes, good. if this guy goes three and two at this event with this list, that's as good as five and zero oh in my books. That's as good as five and zero, hundred percent. That's I, as good I, as winning. I don't. I just hope it's like painted really well. I hope it's painted like legit. Oh, I hope it's gorgeous. You know, like I, I hope it's painted really good, like all yellow. Either that, like, either that or completely unpainted. And he's had it yeah. for 20 years. Or, or, yeah, or not painted at all. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Too. Like, just uh, bare plastic. K.R. Quinn in the chat says, need Sterngard because yellow and the, that, that color scheme odd for Sterngard would look, look beautiful. Good, yeah. And I agree. Sterngard are actually one of those. If you haven't painted, you have vanity unit of Sterngard for your Marine chapter. I encourage you to do it because yeah. it's really cool and you feel good after they're done and they look amazing. But Paul and I, I don't know, Adam, do you paint on a regular basis? I don't even know if you I hobby. Do. Okay, I, I paint, so all I three of us will recommend because we paint. Don't paint anything yellow. You gotta have a you gotta have a plan. You gotta yeah yeah yeah. Not you this many have models. A, not this many models in yellow. And, no. and then, yes, it, and then be able to replicate it because if you can't replicate uh, for the for the first like eight years of me playing Blood Angels, I could never replicate my own red color scheme. I painted my twenty tactical marines over and over again, probably nine times before I got a red that I'm happy with. Same red I use now, but before then it was, you know, it's like you're looking at it uh, two the two different starburst. You know, in the pack, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. We 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 did lamenters for team tournament, Adepticon team tournament, Blood Angel lamenter army, all yellow with the check marks on the shoulders. It was yeah. a nightmare. Mm. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Well, look. So so people think he's not winning all five games, but you know, I I do think that that getting the path is open to at least point, get to the finals. The point is, the man is a freaking legend, and if you're yes. there at the gateway, you better be buying this guy some shots and some Absolutely. drinks, and you better be seeing Absolutely. some stuff on Facebook and all over the place because this army needs to get pictured and needs to be yes. online. High this fives. Is, this is cool. This this is a Everything. cool army. Come Just on, we got Tom Hortonen, Terminators, with yeah. your adorations. We got we got tack marines everywhere. Tack marines, oh, look, right, you, you just I could I could oh, see it right Kirby's now. Adam Adam walks the girl into right his Adam walks yeah. the girl into his bedroom and she's like, uh, oh, no. "Who's Kirk Kern?" This <laughs> is like a like, tattoo. Just right I just show her the door straight away. I'm just like, get out! <laughs> You're not welcome you think here the, anymore. You think the Terminators are going in the land? <laughs> just says legends 100%. will never die. 
100%. Those Termies go in that Land Raider, yeah? Oh. And they get, Those Termies are 100% going in the Land Raider. That's an extra three he, inches, bro. And he shoots them into, like, I don't know. Anything. Tense, Who cares? Tense Guitari. Oh, no, no. First, he shoots them into, like, service Raiders. They run away. And then, like, five, like, uh, infiltrators pick up the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love, uh, I love it. Jug, oh. good to see you in the list. Yeah, and uh Mikkel uh Hunstead says the Codex Astartes approves this list. Ser- serious note though, Adam, this list runs into like a pure non-poxwalker Death Guard army. Does it just bounce off? Like Yeah, it can't kill a damn thing. That's because <laughs> Death Guard are amazing. <laughs> it just bounces off, right? Well you look yeah, all those heavy bolters, man. They're just going like uh, wound on fours one damage, like pfft. <laughs> okay it just does nothing yeah it yeah. does absolutely nothing yeah it's it's so rough the current game is so rough well, gotta so is, play yeah. patiently gotta play patiently right. gotta pick your moments gotta trade up in every if you're playing a list like this like right. real talk if you're playing a list anywhere near similar to this you've got to look for opportunities to trade up and maybe this player's mastered it kirk you're a legend you're a legend i love you kirk what's what's next gentlemen um, next up is our last event for the day. This is the last of some. This is the Winehammer event, which we're still unsure of why it's called Winehammer. Someone will probably tell us. Hopefully, there's a bottle of wine at, at the table when you rock up day or like day one, and it's just I don't know. It's next to a I vineyard told or something. You. Could, yeah, a could be a vineyard. There's, there's peacocks, you know, milling around in the front yard. Do peacocks <laughs> live in vineyards? Is that is that trivia? I don't know. I've got no idea. There are no peacocks. He's in this from Australia, Paul. They, they skip several grades. If peacocks were poisonous, they would be in Australia. It's a, well, or venomous. They are, they are delicious. They probably yeah. get... All he knows about mostly. is dingoes eating babies. That's it. True story. Oof. Oof. Um, but yeah, this one's a 50-player GT in uh, Thongsbridge. Thongsbridge, England. I don't know if, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm just going to roll You're with nailing it. it. Quick and dirty stats. Six Admech, six Drakari. First time in a while we've seen parody there. Two Orcs, three Sisters, one Harlequin, two Nids, one Custode custodes crustodes um if people haven't figured out that i'm trolling everyone in the world with how i pronounce custodes welcome to the party oh you totally glitched out you were smited for insulting custodes you were someone was like you know and what you, we just, control you, you literally trolled on camera like this that is perfect Somebody like some some hacker is just like ah oh, bang bang bang. You know they were waiting for you to fall into their trap. Yeah, so ahead, pick, one, it up, pick it up at Custodes. One Crustody, uh, zero Necrons, one Chaos, which is a demon player. Um, two Death Guard, two Guard, two Eldari, one Craftworld Eldar, zero Knights again, uh, one Tower, twelve Total Marines, most numerous bring two White Scars, kind of ones uh, thereafter after the White Scars, which is interesting. Knights could um, be good if they wanted to make them good, but I'm disappointed nice. in seeing zero knights again. Two events this weekend, zero knights, yeah. man. Gross. It's, it's. I'm telling the knights are going to struggle. It's, and look, there's, there's things that we don't know for sure. It's like what, literally what, one rule. One rule can make them good, Paul. Well, well, we got to deal with what the is is right. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, and and the fact that knights right now, I think they can be pushed out. They can they're going to play the same type of game that the that demonless we talked about earlier, to where they need all these these. Um, fortunate circumstances to line up to to get them in the right spots and that's probably why players are opting for different things 
I think it's a very unstable meta for Knights. Uh, first and foremost, if you just want to look at the tables you have to play on, um, who knows what you're going to get. You, you could go to a WTC table and not be able to move out of your deployment zone or not be able to deploy one of your four Knights if you took four rather than three for some reason. Um, or you could play a game where you can't make it past the midway point of the table and then you just sit on your side of the table and this this guy shoots five infiltrators over to your side every turn and just keeps you on a five for primary and you just there was no point in rocking up to the game. Um, and so I feel, and on top of that, you have all these options that just trade up into knights. Five retributors being the perfect example. Three chickens being a, another great example. Like half the points of a knight spank a knight in one turn if, with the right buffs, or you know, without a, a rotate. Or, no, or no, are no, the medium eight. buffs half the right buffs? Yeah, ex exactly right. It's a really nasty meta for knights, and I feel like there are knights lists that can go the distance, but it's just so unstable. You just never know. It, it, you, in your run to the win, to the win, yeah, you just play an ultra MSU army on an extra dense table, and you give out a shot. And it's it's really rough, really unpalatable for knight players. Uh, what what about the Astro Militarum though? We got a couple of lists here. We haven't seen that Astro Militarum have been uh, not a well represented faction throughout the tournament, but they're one of those lists that they do have. Again, they can tech certain ways. They have basically access mm. to every weapon in the Imperium. Uh, is it going to be their time to shine? Alan, no, not think? yet. They'll get a new book soon. Well, it's, I, think, it's, I think they need a new book. I think they need to get updated. I don't think they can really min max efficiently yet. I mean, they've known they've been known in the past to be a good min max army, but I think right now their their tanks are a little overpriced and they don't do as much damage as we're seeing elsewhere. Their mobility in general outside of their, yeah, their damage is streaky. It's very yeah, streaky. It's more streaky than yeah. we see like in other lists right now. Like yeah, there's especially no for the cost. Yeah, yeah, especially for yeah. what you pay for them, right? Like if you compare a chicken to anything in AdMac, you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> is Lehman Russ yeah, yeah. looks yeah, bad compared yeah, to yeah, that, that one sense, right? Balistari. Yeah. But I think <laughs> yeah, when they get yeah. a new book, when they get a new book um, for four ninth, I think that'll be a big improvement. I, I can see but, them getting good. I just Legit. think I think that there there is like again, it's one of those things. You take the dice out of the equation. Do you mm. see things moving towards like the Punishers? Where I mean, it's consistent. You don't. All the thing you're having to roll is to hit. You know, basically, you're not, yeah. you're not having to worry about the damage outcome. Do they have the tricks? I think that they do. Well, so here's here's one of the reasons that I so I'm a I'm a guard player. I've got like ten thousand points of painted Cadians, and I played guard pretty much nonstop for about four years. I can tell you right now, being an army in uh, ninth ninth edition where you can have uh, very high priced premium tanks picking up very small inexpensive units and that's their modus operandi that's all they have to really target there's no big chunky units for you to just dunk demolishers into just smash 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 on top of that you're one of the few armies in the game that are still ultra susceptible to minus one to hit you no army apart from tau mm -hmm. is more susceptible than you are when you face a single freaking forest that's on the other side of the board from you and your opponent can pivot all their important units on the other side of the forest um and you just you just bounce you just bounce you just don't do enough um tank commanders can only get you so far can only carry you for so long same with those payload manticores and the payload medicals fell off a freaking cliff as soon as death guard and dark angels came out one storm shield terminator ob obsec terminator or non-obsec it doesn't matter on on an objective and all you've got to kill it is a medical it's not going to do it it's just not going to do enough um and as soon as that happened yeah they, they fell off really hard and their msu is not quite there and they what and on top of that they are the Apart from Tau, and I say it in the same breath, because they, they've got the same hindrances, they are the army that is most susceptible to being wrapped. Wrapped, tapped, no fallback is, is just wrecks. Your, game's over. Your game is over. You let a unit get wrapped yeah. in the midboard, it's over. Yeah, I guess a lot of unit armies, especially with their they're increasing their unit size to 20, they can they have the the kind of the 
models count they need to get through there, get through that, yeah. come out of the other side of a building and other side of the forest and then start, yeah. start locking you up, even if you've, no matter what you got. And then you've lost, you've essentially blanked one of their turns, mm -hmm. which is not where they want to be. It's too, it's too hard to recover from, I think is what you're saying. Exactly right. And there's, there's, there's two things that would need to happen. If, if they could patch fix guard and make them pretty legit in like a, just a little FAQ, give Bulgrins like one or two more rend on their melee attacks and they're fine. They're fine because right now they just go in and what for Death Guard they they rend one doing one damage you're just not doing a damn thing, um and the same issues across the board you're gonna put your 300 point Bulgren brick to kill five witches that felt good and that he's that half that thing's gonna be picked up by a single succubus on their return that felt bad, um and so they need some more rend but if you just gave them some more rend then then small units would be viable you could have three mans four mans that could go around and pinch it into the midboard and then have some resilience and then oh and counter charge if you do get wrapped which is a huge deal, um and then they just need some points adjustments that and that would be enough buff bulgrin drop points across the board 10 to 15 points here or there if they got 20 percent more army as it is right now they could play the msu game as it is right now you need to take so many tanks to have longevity in the game that you only get like 40 50 guardsmen and they get picked up in a turn uh, we're seeing some Eldari also represented here. We got one Harlequins list uh, and then two Eldari craft worlds i have to imagine see that could be it could be uh, a little bit uh, deceptive there. That could be a mix of Eldari. I don't know if you if you took didn't see oh, no, that so that's, that's, that's two that's two mixed Eldari. So we got we got six Drakari, two mixed Eldari, um, one Har pure Harlequins, one pure Craftworld Eldar. So that's that super faction mixed down. Gotcha. All right. So with with the craft worlds, we saw the craft world elements from the craft world over this past weekend doing okay. Like with uh with being able to indirect fire on things, which means fire well outside of life. I'm using these old terms. I want to make sure that anybody listening knows what we're talking about. Whatever, but uh, be able to fire uh, and ignore a lot of sight. Uh, for things and like there there are tricks in some of these codexes that that maybe we're seeing these factions because they have those tools. Yeah, exactly right. Now, uh, the, uh, our top player in attendance is, is a gentleman named, I hope this is his real name. Uh, it probably isn't, but he's listed in BCP. He's the third ranked player in the UK at the moment. His name is Torpedo Jones. Now, I hope this oh, is that's, his real that's name. That's definitely his real name. That's, I, hope uh, he's got, uh, I hope he's got some parents that when he, you know, when he was born, they were like, welcome to the world, Torpedo. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just gets me going. Um, He's playing Eldari, and we're going to review his list. Now, this one is an interesting one. Um, this is the first time I think we've seen... Um, oh, sorry, no, this isn't the list I was talking about. Never mind. This is a good list, though. This is quite good. Starts Let's off with a, a battalion of Harlequins, which is also which is rare straight off the bat to see a battalion used for patrol. This is Soaring Spite. It's got a Shadowseer, Troopmaster with the Twilight Fang, of course. Uh, Veil of Illusions, of course, on the Shadowseer. Um, and then a third Troopmaster, this one with the Domino Shroud, just because it is mwah, just a beautiful jank piece. One, oh, two, what's, three, what's that do? Uh, uh, it's a it's a redeploy. Uh, PJ, are you familiar? Maybe you want to give us the breakdown. I think it's redeploy within their own deployment zone, though. They can't leave their deployment zone. No, it's um when you are in, in at the end of one phase, you can pick the guy up and move him. Um, at the end of a phase, it could be the shooting phase, moving phase, charge phase. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just just pick him up, put him somewhere else. I think it's I think it's twelve or eighteen or twenty four inches. It is there is a, a range gap there. Well, um, that's that's most beautiful. of the table now. It's a beautiful piece of jank. Uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, you could do it in response to a charge. Like if someone tries to charge you like, ah, oh, yeah, cool, I'm out of here. Um, and you bail across the other side of the table. So it's beautiful for um, for getting backfield objectives and being a, nu a nuance. As 12, sorry, Gary Franks just uh, corrected me. Don't charge Harlequins. Yeah, don't charge Harleys. Um, he's got one, two, three, four fusion boats, um, each of five mans, all with embraces. Uh, then he's got one big unit of um, Star Weavers. This will be a, it's a five man, one with Star Bolas, four with Zephyr Glaives, all with the Haywire Cannons, of course. And then four Star Weavers for the four um, fusion 
boats fusion packages then he's got spearhead attachment this one is craft world it is expert crafters muscle shots as you'd expect fast cs guy runner one two units of um skilled rider shining spears that's the improved invulnerable save i believe and then three units of three dark reapers each one with long range fire so the extra range on the exarch tempest launchers and tempest i mean launchers. come on I, like i mentioned that indirect fire is just critical right now mm. if it's available to you in your codexes look at those units that have it yeah, exactly right. Uh, this is a good. This is a good list. It's a good, well-rounded list. It's strong. What do you guys think? It's great. I think the Eldar part, the six hundred and sixty-three points spent on the Eldar is maybe arguably the best six hundred points you can spend. Period in forty K right now. Look, mm. yeah, looking at his list, yeah, I think he said I. I probably have some sweet painted Harlequins, and I want to use every single one of them. And then we're going to fill in the rest with some stuff that might get some more work done on the table. I mean, the Harlequins, are, the Harlequins do a lot of work, too. I mean, with all the fusion, I mean, they're great. They're great at picking up, you know, uh, all kinds of multi-wound models, elite-based units, Terminators, Death Guard, uh, you know, Blade Guard. They, they, they're really good at picking up all of that. Um, Admech Chickens, you know, they, they, if they can close the range, those weapons are very good in those scenarios. He's still got the Haywires. He's got the Dark Reapers for, you know, like, like you said, Paul, uh, you know, out of line of sight firepower on, on bigger units and their blasts. So... I mean, he's kind of like he has. It's a toolbox army. He's got all it, the different yeah. types well, of tools. So, when, when when to use which one? It sounds to me like this is a savvy Harlequins player that's realized Harlequins are falling short in some areas, and he's like, "Well, I'll just take a third of my list out and add in what is missing." And Crawford Elder, that's what they bring to the table at the moment. They have a phenomenal, good like 500, 600 points worth adding in. One Farseer with Executioner is amazing. It's, it's so good. Just, uh, Executioner in Doom. Phenomenal. Well, you can take Jinx if you really want to. Um, actually, I'm not sure they can take Jinx. Uh, Jinx is a is a yeah warlock power. So yeah, yeah. just executioner. Executioner is a warlock power. Also, I don't is, I don't mm. think that's a farseer power. I could be wrong. No, nah, he, he's got doom and executioner. Oh, list okay, all right, good. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he gives up, um, Adam. But what are your thoughts on him dropping a troop squad, dropping one of the HQs in the Harlequin unit, and dropping one Star Weaver to take two Night Spinners in the Eldar? yeah Night Spinners? That's what's I was up. About to say. Yeah. Uh, right now, the only thing I can't... So this is a list that can't play while we stand, yeah? And if you wanted to do that, that's where you'd go with it, isn't it, PJ? You'd add in two Night Spinners, yeah. then, it'd be, then you manipulate it, so it's the two Night Spinners and the Farsi, or the two Night Spinners and the Shadow Seer. Yeah. Um, be as, as your your three while we stand we fights and then all of a sudden you have a really good defensive play as well because that's the only thing I can't see this list doing I think it's just always it's, it's just always you look at it and you're just like okay well he's going to play engage every turn he's going to play and he's just going to play the primary and then everything else is, is to the side like you know if, what do I need to pick for these last two if you're concerned about the footprint of the Night Sprinter tank being an issue you can get the same or a similar weapon on the weapons platform the heavy weapons yep. platform so and the, you know, it gives you maybe some flexibility in your, in your shooting or whatever mm -hmm. uh, again I don't know what the consideration is uh for each player why they bring what they bring in a lot of cases but there are options if you are concerned about having that tank uh in your army list so yeah, i think i think there's something there i think i think two night spinners and some some tweaks would be really nice mm. and it's just more yeah. indirect yeah it is it's just more but i think I, that, that's what makes me think this is a this is a harlequin player this is, torpedo jones is a harlequin mm -hmm. player because he's the the spearhead detachment of craftwood elder is built like a harlequin player would build it three units of three dark reapers two units of three shining spears and a min character you know it's built like to go it's built to be homogenous with the harlequin yeah. he's not no, i just feel like if he's already taking the spearhead why not just take two more night spinners yeah, Danny says that this this list list needs some support weapon platforms, and and yeah. you know, look, that's I mean, that's kind of what we're suggesting here. Is it, it seems like they were kind of on a mission with the, with the Harlequins, and and uh, I, I, think I, I, mean, right, yeah. I can't fault the player for one, and also being familiar, like they may know that part of the list in and out, and that's what they want yeah. to go with. 
Well, he's third in the UK for a reason, so he's probably yeah. pretty pretty prolific with this. He's the torpedo. Um, it's a, to- it's a torpedo. Um, uh, I would like. I would point out, like, how do you guys, do, uh, PJ? Are you still really high on fusion pistols? Because they're, I'm, I'm finding they're dropping off in my estimations. I don't rate them that highly anymore. I'm a noise marine player, so I just laugh at that. All of that, I just kill. I pick up all of it. Yeah. Like, it all, there, there I lost is... the Harlequins once because my opponent didn't tell me like the war gear he had about the nine inches, and I deployed my noise marines on the board. And now I don't. Ju- I just don't do that anymore. And then yeah. just, all of that dies. What well, I like about the well, drop. Go ahead, Adam. It's in a Dreadclaw drop pod now, baby. That's no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, well so what I like about the fusion pistols is being able to get over there and kind of be, you get to threaten two units at once. You can vaporize something over here and charge something over there. And I, I like that, especially when we are seeing rhinos creep into the game again, uh, bloat drones, you know, those kind of things. Uh, although mm. we didn't go any over any Death Guard list, we are big proponents of the uh, flesh mower on those things you know and, yeah. and with, with those with those weapons you can you can really pick something off and then not compromise your close combat so on the other th- side yeah the stuff i the stuff i'd still like them for i don't i see i I'd like fusion pistol i'm just sure i'm not just just not sure i like four units of them it's 100 yeah, points that's why that's, that's another reason why i'm suggesting he drops one unit one star weaver and picks up some platforms or or night spinners mm. more indirect what I love about fusion pistols in the current meta is that you you shoot out your night you shoot out your your star weaver you shoot the shooting cannons on the star weaver you fire and fade it over somebody's lines and you fusion pistol their chickens in the backfield and that feels mwah, that feels beautiful. Love I it. like that. So we have we have a chaos list to go over and then we'll get to our segment we call the Fuego Rapido where we run down uh, a series of topics rapid fire uh, one after the other when the time we talk about it when the time is up we stop but I want to run down this chaos list. Uh, so yeah, mostly for Alan's benefit. <laughs> this, is, this is from oh, well. So this is this is a, a this is a 15th ranked uh, player in the UK. His name is Andrew Wilcock, and he's playing Chaos. And let's let's break it down. Um, this one starts off. Oh, I love this list. I actually love this list. Um, it's a battalion. It's a battalion of Black Legion, and it starts off with a baton, the freaking Despoiler, who's his. Warlord. Don't count him out. He's no, a big no. model. I'm just tossed a lot of points. I'm just happy to see him on the board. He's got a Dark Apostle. He's got a Sorcerer as well. He's got three units, sorry, two units of 10 Chaos uh, Cultists and then two units of 30 because Abby makes him fearless. So, you know, take him. Yeah, three why not, Contemptors right? with, uh, they're all Mark and Nogle with double Volkites on three of them. One unit of five uh, Chaos Bikers, um, which is what you see is what you get. That is and an then, awesome unit though. The Bikers, they have all, all the range and all the shots. Yep. And this is something that I don't see enough. This is literally the chaos equivalent of what that um, Craftwood Eldar detachment was. This is a spearhead of Death Guard with one single Malignant Playcaster and three PBCs. And I don't know why I don't see like CSM players just plugging this in because you've got nothing yeah. to lose. As it- the resident Death Guard player here on the show, I will say we will take it and claim this. Even though Abaddon, the spoiler, is in the list, we're going to call this Death Guard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, CJ, <laughs> what you got? I like it. I think it's really cool. I think it's really fun. I like the fact that he's going to tell people he takes away their objectives from them. So that's going to be interesting. Yep. And yep. Um, and and uh, and I, I haven't seen a Black Legion list in a long time. Nor Me have either. I seen Abaddon the spoiler on the table in a very long time. That uh, not since, denial is a Black Legion the, uh, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the it's uh it's just like they, you just basically say no, you can't score that objective. Like no, yeah. sorry. Um, um. But um. But yeah, I haven't seen Abaddon the spoiler since there was like you know a whole big thing on taking you know 140 cultists and making them all fearless in a big giant blob now who would have done that a couple of years ago at the start of eight the start of eighth edition i've got no idea i don't know i don't know who did that yeah I have no either. idea sometimes you just want to be on the table 
Well, so he's got like... And they 80... were plague zombies for me, not not cultists. He's got like 80 um, cultists right now. They're all going to be fearless from Abbey. Um, they are Marcus Sinesh, so, you know, I don't know. That doesn't give them anything anymore because they can't get the, the double shoot, can they? No. Yeah. No, it um, used to be a thing when there was the redeploy. So, like, you used to make them that so that you can redeploy them nine inches away from your opponent. Like, way back in the original rules. Like, they, they FAQ'd that the hell out of there. Now I think it's like a pre-game move. Yeah, so he's got the, he's, this guy's got a legit firebase though. Like he's he's got his little unit of bikes that run out, Marcus Lanes double shoot, clear some screens, clear some some mid game chaff. But then he's got three contemptors with Volkites and three PBCs sitting at the back of the table. He's actually he actually slaps you in the face in his deployment zone, which is not something that a lot of CSM lists do at the moment. Well, these screen out the Volkites, right? Because you you cannot yeah. remove them to open up a path to the Volkite dreadnoughts. So the plague burst crawlers and the Volkites, they're basically just going to sit there and rain heretical fire on you i mean that's mm -hmm. this is what they do this list needs two or three or has two or three turns to shoot you with almost impunity and and i think that's how they're winning games fair he's also got delightful I mean, agonies you, you can delightful agonies the the cultists can't you pj yeah you can yeah you can yes. give them a five plus plus yes yeah, so they're, they're, they're a lot harder to kill than you think they are. So he'll have one unit of 30 that's pretty hidden, one unit of 30 that sits out there, then you'll tie the traders back another unit. So, you know, effectively playing with around 110 cultists um, once you factor in the, the re-rack. Um, but I look, know, I look at this list and I think about controlling the momentum. You've got the bikes to move forward mm -hmm. if you want. You've got all the cultists there. Again, there's, there's three pots. You're not even engaging the meat of this army until turn four or five if that's what he wants. Uh, yeah. and, and I like that, that kind of dominance coming out of this underrepresented faction. And I think that's, mm -hmm. I think it's very achievable with this list. PJ, should more chaos players look into the triple PBC little spearhead? Oh, it's a good question. Actually. Um, I'd probably off the top of my head say, no, I think it's a little too expensive, but then again, like what do chaos players have that like they're, mm. they're, 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 they're like holding on to yeah. dearly other than this. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think chaos players are in a little bit of a tight spot regardless. Um, I do, I do like the plague burst crawlers. I think they're quite efficient. I just kind of like them in death guard armies a little bit more. I think they have just more of a place there. They, they complement the other parts of that army. Whereas this army, I feel like the cultists are taking mid board and you really are just playing those plague burst crawlers to like sit on backfield objectives and shoot. Where in reality, I like moving them up with terminators, moving them up with, uh, you know, death shrouds, moving them up in your opponent's face, charging with them even in some cases, because they're really hard to kill. And mm. a lot of lists might not even care about killing them. Yeah. Oh, you That's think fair. they may not be able to like spend the time on them because you typically can't get it done in one turn. Yeah. Or they, they also just might not care. Mm. They might just eat the firepower of that. Like, just, like there's some armies out there that just don't care. But when you start using it as a move blocker, when you start using it as an engager, when you start forcing your opponent to deal with it, that makes the game more interesting. Now, if it's just sitting behind a ruin, it's not doing much. Like, okay, I'm just going to eat that firepower. Cool, whatever. Mm. Like, I, yeah. I just don't, I don't like it. I don't think you get enough of a return on your 170 points if you're just playing it that way. Yeah, exactly right. So his you, deployment, that's a... You hit the, you hit the nail on the head, uh, PJ, for my my assumptions on this list. And I'm just like, is is this just would this list just be better as Death Guard? And my answer is at the moment, yes, yeah, it would just be better yes. as Death Guard. You take out the cultists, make them poxwalkers. You still get the three. You can't uh, get, with, I, I don't think he gets that many cultists or that many no, poxwalkers. He, he doesn't. 
they they have the, the exchange, and I yeah. think he's done the math. Is like okay, most people don't have this number of shots. I'm gonna have two or three turns of shooting these Volkites, which are obnoxious in the in the right situation. Uh, and it, you're not gonna be able to get it. You're, you have to kill me when shooting, and that is difficult with the dreadnoughts and the playburst crawlers. I think I think it's one. I think that can, combination of things. Looking at what's what he has to face on the table. I, I just think I just think Paul that the plagueburst crawlers are more efficient in an, in an army that's better in close combat. Or, oh, or that can or that can play close combat a little this army is all about like i stayed alive until turn four and Keeping i kept you, I, yeah, I took your primary away once or twice and now you can't yeah. catch back up yeah, like i, I 15 five you yeah, yeah i 15 five you on two and then on three i like 15 10 you now you can't get like, i'm gonna get 10 yeah. 10 so like i'm good and like you're not and gonna then, dude actually if you got the anybody able to get up the the deny obsec one can you use that at the, can you use that at the end of like if you, let's say you go first can you use that at the end of turn five to turn off their 15 i think so yeah if they go second like because that's so. just I, I literally haven't seen oh. that rule in forever let me pull it up me either I, I don't know how that's been ruled that got ruled so many different ways because of how how poorly <laughs> the, the ruling was maybe someone in chat will uh will uh, put us give us a verbatim recount of it at some point while yeah, you're looking that up let's queue up the fuego rapido because uh, let's we're running out of time fuego burning rapido. daylight here uh, but yeah, no, I'm really excited for this weekend. I think this is the last weekend we're going to see uh, without Orcs, GKT Suns being a huge factor, being like legitimate players on the big stage again. And so I'm really excited to see what next week's going to bring and where we leave off. Because this is this is essentially is the, the last stop before we move into like the next three months of all this new stuff getting injected. I um, love the look of the Orcs. I want to see what people do. I want to see what lists mm -hmm. they, they kick out and how, how successful they are. Yeah, well, I, I expect Orcs to be like legitimate podium contenders i'm not sure they got what it takes to be to get consistent first places i think drakari admech will lock him out of that um or anywhere john lennon goes with his sisters because that's literally what he's been doing um but legit orcs i expect him to see get seconds thirds top fives pretty much everywhere all right if i go repeato while we're looking up that that uh, strategy maybe we close out the show with that uh kicking it off here right now is it good or bad uh for everyone to be doing terrain a little bit differently uh alan what do you think Every tournament, every organizer to be uh, having a different terrain format set up, uh, potentially traits on the rules. Yeah, no, I definitely think that uh, it's good. I, I, I do not like corporate uh, 40K. So I'm not a fan of standardized terrain. I'm not a fan of uh, knowing your terrain before the event. I'm, I, would, I would like 40K to move more as much as it possibly can in the direction of you being in the dark and not knowing what the missions will be, what the tournament terrain will be, what... Like you go there, you you play, you pick the best army you can possibly play, and you show up and you play in the event. I feel like too much right now is determined beforehand, and that makes the that makes yeah. the generalship the day of a little bit worse. Well, so you guys are like me. You guys are playing, you know, fourth edition, fifth edition, where you didn't know the other players' lists until you got got uh, there. You didn't yeah, know they handed the you a printed was, army, or the, yep. yeah, all the missions, or and you didn't know anything until you rocked up on the day, and then you just the, the best man, it. the best man won. That's it. You don't know how strong the other guy is, or how good he is, or whatnot. Like you had to be a like you have to go to every event to really get a sense of the strength of other players and stuff. And so, yeah, I think we are missing a little bit of that in the list, but that's, that's not the question. Um, I think it's a good thing right now, but this kind of detracts from the fact that we're all playing the same mission pack, isn't it? Cause we used to have ITC, WTC or, you know, Nova, all those different packs. We essentially just got that again, but we're all using the same missions now. And it's, it's just kind of, we didn't, did we really progress as a community or is this just everyone needs to have their own special source. And now we're just doing it with terrain instead of the missions. 
I think terrain is one of those things that that you can dial into what you think that your players want. Uh, and so whether it's a good or a bad thing, I, I, I'm neutral on it because it can be used as a good thing. It can be uh, inadvertently potentially used as a misused as a bad thing if they, if they make the wrong guess or, or what have you. But I, I like the fact that it is still uh, random and able to be a dial uh, for tournament organizers to use to for the fun and engagement in their events. Mm. Next go. topic, best war for Armageddon and why? Oh. I already know the answer to this, but I might as well throw it out at the crowd. Uh, Adam, what do you think on this? Uh, it's the third one, the one with Yarrick and the and the the Black Templars and Hell's Reach and all that stuff. Because that's what I that's one of the first books I ever bought from a Games Workshop shop was the the Armageddon supplement, and it was amazing. I lost my freaking mind about that book uh, and how cool it was. It introduced me to the Templars, which ended up becoming one of my uh, primary armies. It introduced me to Ashton Militarum, which is my other primary army. So I got to say number three. Oh, uh, what do you think? I would probably go with the first War of Armageddon because I like World Eaters and I like Angron. And I like the fact that they're awesome. Even though he got whooped. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the second one uh, because if, if memory serves, that is, uh, that the, is the one, one that gave us Mephiston. Yeah, yeah, that was Dante versus Gaz, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think, I that think that's the one where, uh, where our brother Calisterius uh, was trapped under the rocks and uh, Guys. awoke as Mephiston. Fluff, fluff question for you. Has it ever been like detailed the uh, the first like the the thirty k war for Armageddon? I don't want to spoil the the narrative for anybody, but is that detailed in any books? Because I've been I want to read that. I story. think so. Yeah, I think it's in the in the thirty k books, like the actual thirty k books. Okay, for cool. 30K. Maybe in the found... Beast Arises a little bit too. I I don't want to spoil anything either. But there's yeah, there's there's, there's there's lore around that that uh that mm. it, I would it not could want be reference. To. It could be referenced in the Beast Arises, but the Beast that's that's probably later, a little bit later. The actual book. Thanks, Jens. What's next? Uh, we just go to the next one. Uh, add one and remove one Primaris model from the range. Uh, model or or uh, force organization slot? Uh, no, know, add, so. Add, so remove one unit from the range, easy like the, the Storm Speeders, and add yep. something in its place. Or add something okay. that you would rather see Primaris fight. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll start with this. If I have to remove one, I'm going to say uh, the, remove the Gladiator. And give me primary sanguinary guard. Okay, nice. PJ, I like I like don't even know what the units are called. Go <laughs> 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 with primaris lieutenant. Primaris yeah. lieutenant. One of the primary. No, uh, they should get. Do they have a flyer? Like a real flyer? No, they don't yet. So like a flyer would be cool. I think I think I'd like to see a flyer, like a like a Delorean, but like with rockets or torpedoes. Like my friend That's in the cool. UK. That's real cool. On Thong Bridge. <laughs> um, Here we go. Remove what? a lieutenant, add a lieutenant. Easy, easy done. No problem. <laughs> what are the name of the jump pack guys? The the sneaky jump pack guys with the autocannons? Uh, this is the suppressors. Get rid of them. Suppressors. your sniper guy. Never never heard of you. What are you doing? If you could take six mans, sure. Three mans, get out of here. It's and interesting. Like see- They've struggled to find a place. They really have struggled to find a place in people's list. I've seen people take them, especially with Imperial Fist, kind of on like in that on yeah. the, that bubble uh, before. But it, they've, they've struggled me, to find a place. Give me my goddamn Primaris drop pod. Give me it. I want it. It's just it's a it's a cooler. It's an it's like it's a big cooler. That just sits on the table. It's just a big cooler. <laughs> Direct IP infringement of StarCraft. 
yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally yeah. the box that they, they build on the yeah, I love it. That's <laughs> uh, cool. We can go to the next one. What the best orc clan or culture uh, rules wise? That's not this possible. Is, yeah, not possible. You can't answer that. Yeah, sure it's like can. asking me which child's my favorite. Uh, yeah, one child. What are we talking about? You have what? You have a child that's not your favorite that isn't your child. <laughs> that's awful, mate. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, Deskulls still. So I think when you boil down ninth edition, um, obsec is just obsec. Obsec is just a game winning rule to have that you don't get. You get very rarely, and when you can have it, when you can have it on just an army. When you can just be like, ah, cool, upsec. Um, then I think this is phenomenal. That's still, that's still from from my hands, hands down, the best all comers, Death Scales. I, I could pick, I could pick based on coolness. I'm not going to pick off game theory. Uh, Evil Sons. They paint things red. They go fast. That's just like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I got to go with Evil Sons cool. too for the for the same reason. Yeah. How, how uh, is that? Not? That's so cool. Rules wise, I think it's too soon to tell because I I, I really think that you know as this this needs a little bit of maturity. Uh, on, on the new units, the orcs have bit, got an infusion of new units, and I'm and I'm curious to see how that that all plays out with them. I'm not I'm not dodging the question, except I'm dodging the question. It's going to be goths. <laughs> it's going to be goths. Goths are what the orcs were with shooting before. Now they're that in close combat. They're, the goths are by far the I, I would say the most strategic currently. Really? Oh, okay. yeah, I, I don't nice. think you should Hike make an orc there as well. Nah, cool. I like it. It's, it's damage output, not survivability. Well, You're in combat so turn one. Uh, in your opinion, we got a couple of seconds. In your opinion, are, are um, orcs a, a single, double, or triple culture army list? Because to me, they're a minimum double culture. And so I think the core should be death skulls because I think the commandos are something that you always want to take, and they are, uh, giving them upsec is just always going to be good. Um, but what do you think's the second? Like, what, what would you take as the, the patch onto that? That you think you think it's always just going to be goths and death skulls, or what? I think it's probably goths and speed freaks for me. I like speed yep. freaks a lot. I like speed freaks for the truck for truck boys. I like speed freaks for the death copter. I like speed freaks for um, the the all oh. the vehicles, all the movement. Mm. Death killer out of time. Here. Out of time. This is going to be something to be interesting to come back to, especially in a couple of weeks, where we start to see them uh, develop. Yeah, exactly right. I think we may be having some technical problems. I think PJ is uh, dipped. Taking he's taking a break. He's just taking, taking a, break. a breather. Let's do the last one, baby. We can baby. go into the last one here. All right, this is a little bit of a. A bit of a fun one. Uh, Primark edition of uh, Kill, Marry, or Kiss. Adam, what you think? I've been thinking long and hard about this one. Because, of course, I wrote this one down. <laughs> I, have the, I have the power. Uh, PJ's back. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right. Marry, rowboat, because he'd run a great house. He'd, like, you know, it'd be ordered. He'd look after you. You'd have you great, have put you'd some have, thought of this. That's that's, that's, that's your power mover there yeah. in the beginning. Just take the whole minute and fifty seconds. Right there. Quiet. <laughs> you you hey you you dipped out. You didn't get to speak. You had technical problems. Um, kiss, kiss is so yeah. Marry, marry. Um, uh, think kiss Fulgrim and uh, kill Angron because he'd probably be happier. He's a miserable, miserable man. You say Fulgrim, kiss Fulgrim, marry Rowboat, kill Angron. Says a lot. Who, hey, who, who can follow yeah, that? Um, Come on, try and follow that. <laughs> well, I mean, we're obviously I'm I'm, I'm marrying Sanguinius. Uh, let's see. We we have to kill. Um, sorry, for sorry for your for, loss, Paul. 
<laughs> so, yep. So, uh, and we've got to kiss uh, Ferris Manus because it's all that's left of him. Nice, 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 nice. Rough. So what's that? That's uh, marry, marry Sangy, kiss uh, Ferris, kill Morty. That's it. Like it. Strong. PJ, follow up. What do you got? Um, I uh, kiss uh, St. Catherine, marry Celestine, um, oh, and uh, just make out with all of the all of the nah. surrounders. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> uh, this is this has been a show. Thank, I mean, the chat has been absolutely lively, and I really appreciate everyone uh, tuning in. This is something that we do every week, where we we run down the tournaments that are coming up over the the major tournaments coming up over the weekend. Uh, we talk about their list. We talk about we call our shots. What we what we think is going to take a top spot where we can. We analyze what people are taking, um, and and so if you like this kind of thing, please. Please like, share, and subscribe. Leave some five-star reviews. Those are absolutely hassle-free ways that you can interact with the show that allow other people to find us. That's, that's how the uh, algos and stuff work. You make comments and you know and stuff, and people, they see that. The, the other shows think that this is cool, and we get other people to come and join us. And so thank you for doing that for us, if you are so called to do so. Uh, coming up pretty soon. Uh, we're going to be talking to, uh, well, I'll talk, we'll talk about that. We have another week. I'll, I got something to say. I want to talk about the, the, some of the things that, that Adam and I are doing, uh, with the Nova Open Charitable Foundation, uh, coming up, uh, pretty soon. Might be fun to talk yeah, about exciting, something man. happening exciting. on the weekends that you can tune in mm-hmm. for uh, a live stream we're going to be doing. Uh, but until then, uh, let us know how we did as far as like our predictions. If you happen to be following these events or go to the events that we're talking about, throw something in the comments about who actually did well and what list you saw or maybe how you did there. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see y'all next week. Love your work, gentlemen. Adam, Alan, you got anything to add before we sign off? Week, Alan. Cop out. Week. <laughs> we will see y'all next week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> see you.